What's up, folks? Andrew Torba here, CEO of Gab.com. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, September was a very busy month, but for good reason. I'm going to start out today with the good news. I got a lot to talk about today, but let's start out today with the good news. The good news is that Gab just became more resilient than we have ever been before. Uh, and the reason for that is because we have now switched over to our own servers that we own, that we control, the actual physical hardware that uh, is ours, right? So we spent over a year building out this infrastructure, uh, putting these servers together, doing some research, building them, buying them, assembling them, configuring them. Um, it's a lot of work. If you ask anybody in the technology space about this, they will tell you that what we've accomplished here is really monumental. It's it's not something to to be taken lightly. It's it's a massive accomplishment because you know the majority of technology startups, you know startups like Gab that are just getting started, uh, just you know building up uh, our infrastructure and our technology. Most startups have the luxury of using cloud hosting providers. And what does this mean? So Amazon AWS is, is a good example of a cloud hosting provider. Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Azure is another good example of a cloud hosting provider. And basically what this is, is all of these big tech companies have massive data centers with, uh, you know, supercomputers, you know, rows and rows and rows of servers that they then lease out to technology startups, to businesses, uh, to, to people uh, to use because not everybody has the, the know-how or the capability or the funds to be able to invest in buying their own server hardware, setting it up, configuring it, managing it, all that stuff. There's, there's a lot to it. So um, Gab doesn't have this luxury. Uh, we've been banned from most, if not almost all, uh, cloud hosting providers. Uh, and we were told that if we didn't like it, that we can go and build our own. So that's exactly what we did. So now, for the first time, Gab is resilient at the hosting and infrastructure uh, level, which is huge because nobody can tell us what we can and cannot uh, you know, host in terms of free speech that is protected by the First Amendment. Uh, nobody can ban us from our own server hardware that we own, right? <laughs> that we control, that we operate. Um, you know, from a user's standpoint, what you're also going to notice about Gab now is that the performance is, is, is incredible. It's, it's faster than it's ever been. Um, it, you know, things are loading instantly. Uh, you can navigate around the site much quicker. Um, and this is only going to get better uh, over the next couple of weeks as we continue to refine this and continue to move to the new software infrastructure on the back end that we're working on as well. So we've moved to this new hardware, that was phase one, and now phase two is transitioning to a new software level of infrastructure that we've been working on for about a year as well. Um, and once we do that, um, you know, it's it's game over. Uh, you know, we're gonna be able to scale Gab to hundreds of millions of users on, on this infrastructure that we've been working on really for years, um, but more so over the past year more directly uh, so we're really excited about this, and this is this is the good news, and this is why I've been uh, quiet this month in terms of doing the podcast and, and doing new episodes because we've been our whole team. It was you know it was all hands on deck to get this done uh, because 
the election's coming, folks. We got about a month out until the election, and we wanted Gab to be ready for that. Uh, Gab is also adding about 10,000 new users uh, every week, primarily through word of mouth. So it's, it's, it's you guys who are going out there and having conversations with people in your day-to-day life. And those folks are saying, hey, I'm sick of Facebook censorship. You know, I got censored, I got put in Facebook timeout, or I got banned on Twitter. These conversations are happening every day. And, you know, our existing Gab users are going out there and telling these people, saying, hey, you should get on Gab. I have an account on Gab. I like Gab. Gab's a great place. They, they are all about free speech, et cetera, et cetera. So that is, that is where all of our growth is coming from right now. It's just word of mouth. Um, it's, it's folks like you who are the people who are, are listening to this, who are watching this, who are telling their friends about Gab. So this is so crucial. Um, this week, if if you guys you know uh, get into some conversations about big tech, about censorship, about what's going on on the internet, um, be sure to bring up Gab. You know, tell tell three friends about Gab this week. It really does have a, a tremendous impact on our the growth of our of our community and the growth of our platform. So really, really crucial, and and we appreciate everybody that's doing that because it's it's working. Um, you know, we're not out there spending thousands of dollars on advertising. We're not out there with these big, you know, grandiose marketing campaigns. We we don't have the budget for it, to be frank. We don't have the time for it, to be frank. We rely on, on folks like you to tell your friends about Gab, and that's how we're growing, and that's how we're going to continue to grow. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is, even if we wanted to advertise, like, so for example, we're, we're banned on Twitter from advertising. We, we cannot run ads on Twitter. If we wanted to promote Gab um, and pay to promote Gab across various other social networks or other places on the internet, we literally cannot do that. So, you know, we rely on you guys. That's one thing that that they cannot ban. They cannot ban you from having conversations with your friends, with your family, with your spouse, whoever, uh, about Gab and, and telling them about Gab and getting them on Gab. So uh, please continue to do that. And I encourage you to do that. Uh, I, I can't stress enough how, how important that is for us and, and how much it really matters and how much of an impact that it really has. So I do have a few stories for us this week. Um, very interesting things going on, of course. This is one of the more interesting ones from, from last night. Former Twitter CEO calls for political enemies to be, quote, lined up against the wall and shot, right? Now, and he said this on Twitter. He said this on Twitter. Now, if any one of us, if I went on Twitter and I said something like this, it, you know, the media would come after me like no tomorrow. I would instantly be banned. Um, and, and the same goes for all of you too. If anybody on the right said this, there would be this massive uproar. Uh, the person would be banned. They'd be they'd be you know purged off of everywhere else on the internet. It would be pure chaos, right? And look at this guy. If you're watching this, I'm streaming this live. If you're listening, you can't see him, but go look him up. Former CEO of Twitter, Dick Costello. And you just look at this guy, and he's like this dweeby little slime ball. Uh, you know the type of person that you would expect to make violent threats <laughs> on the internet. Right now, this is this is not a guy that you would be intimidated by whatsoever in real life. But behind behind the keyboard, behind the screen, he's a real internet tough guy, right? So, former Twitter CEO Dick Costello has publicly called for people who disagree with him to be quote lined up against the wall and shot. Quote: Me first, capitalists who think that you can separate society from business are going to be the first people lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution. I'll happily provide video commentary, tweeted Costello. This is crazy. This is absolute lunacy. 
This type of glorification of violence is against Twitter's own rules. It's against their TOS. And yet Costello, of course, is not going to get banned for this. He's not going to have his tweet removed for this. There will be no consequences for this action whatsoever. But it's good that this guy just went mask off. He wants his political enemies, people who disagree with him politically, to be lined up against the wall and shot in a revolution, in a violent overthrow of America, in a violent overthrow of uh, our freedoms, of, of, of capitalism, whatever it is his agenda is here. He wants a violent revolution, and he wants people who disagree with him politically to be lined up against the wall and shot, right? You know, this... This is what we're up against, folks. And this is not just some, you know, rando guy on Twitter. This is not some random teen leftist or, or college student leftist who's brainwashed. This dude is worth some serious money. He's a serious business person in, in, in Silicon Valley. He was the CEO of Twitter. This is a big deal. And this is how all of these people think. I, I Make no mistake about it. These people are the enemy. They are your enemy. They are the enemy of America. They are the enemy of freedom. And they're, they want you lined up against the wall and shot. And here they are, mask off, mask off now, saying this, tweeting it in public in front of everybody, right? No consequences for this. If anybody on the right even remotely came close to using rhetoric like this, it, it, it would be all that anybody talked about for, for, for weeks, right? And they, they would just be totally demonized and, and annihilated by the media. They'd be banned by big tech, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we see the double standards. We see the hypocrisy. But we also see the mask off, right? Mask off from one of these Silicon Valley elites. And you, you got to respect him a little bit because at least he is being honest. He is saying what they're all thinking. But they, most of them don't have you know the balls to say it in public like this. They are saying it behind the scenes. Make no mistake about that. But this guy at least had the balls to say it in public and go full mask off, you know, no f's given. Just gonna, just gonna tell you exactly what I'm thinking and what the rest of these people are thinking, is that they want you if you disagree with them politically, if you're a conservative, if you're an American patriot, if you're a Christian, if you hold traditional uh, uh, family values, if you're a person of of faith, this this is what they think of you. You know, these people are nihilists, they are atheists, they are transhumanists, um, and they believe in things that will destroy our way of life and that have historically destroyed and killed hundreds of millions of people, right? Mask off, mask off, here it is. Former CEO of Twitter, big wig in Silicon Valley, big Silicon Valley executive, uh, you know, saying that he wants his political enemies lined up against the wall and shot in a violent revolution. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. The other thing I want to talk about today is what went down at the debate. Now, when the Proud Boys were brought up at the debate and they were first brought up by Joe Biden, the exchange was very quick, so it was tough to see this. But if you look at the actual transcript of what went down, um, you can see that Biden was actually the one who mentioned the Proud Boys first. And then Trump came in and said, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Of course, you know, this is this is what the media is running with. And the second that the Proud Boys were mentioned at all, I knew that this is what the media, the DNC, the Biden campaign, and big tech were going to go all in on. Right? It was obvious. 
It was obvious that was the plant. This was planned, by the way. It was planned for Biden to bring up the Proud Boys. It was planned for Chris Wallace to ask this disgusting, loaded question to Trump. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? And then Biden comes and counters and, and, and says, the Proud Boys, right? This was all planned. But what went down after is what is most interesting to me and how it went down. Because, you know, you have to understand how the DNC, the Biden campaign, the mainstream media and big tech all colluded together to force this narrative, to force this uh, this this reality that they want to paint, which is not reality, as a total diversion, as a total distraction from the actual reality, which is these domestic terrorists Antifa and Black Lives Matter are literally burning down our country, literally burning down our country for months. The Proud Boys aren't doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Proud Boys are not the, the, the domestic terrorists that are burning down this country and terrorizing this country in the case of Antifa and BLM for many years, right? And, uh, this is insane. So this is a distraction, a total diversion, a total uh, a subversion of this narrative by the right, talking about BLM, talking about Antifa burning down our country. This is what the left is doing now. This is what the DNC, this is what the Biden campaign strategy is, is, okay, we're going to project that back at you with this straw man, which is the Proud Boys, right? That's what's going on. And I want to break this down for you to, to, to show you how these people do this. So immediately after the debate, the Biden campaign, one of the first tweets that the Biden campaign puts out is this tweet about the Proud Boys. They quote tweet this, this tweet with the Proud Boys, you know, celebrating that the president mentioned them and the president didn't disavow them, which was the right move. And that the president told them to, you know, stand down and stand by, Right. This, this is Donald Trump's America. And this is, this is what the Biden campaign is doing here. What the Biden campaign is doing here is, is telling the mainstream media and, and all their little minions uh, that this is our talking point. This is what you guys are going to talk about now. This is what you're going to go after. This is how you're going to frame it. That, this is the tweet that set that narrative in motion. So right after this tweet was, was made by the Biden campaign, what we saw was a slew of articles from the mainstream mockingbird demonic press all at once. We had CNN, the Daily Mail, the Daily Beast, NPR, Rolling Stone, Vox, BuzzFeed, you name it. They were all on this narrative of the Proud Boys are domestic terrorists, the Proud Boys are extremists, the Proud Boys are a far-right neo-fascist group. They were all pushing this exact same narrative at the exact same time throughout the entire mainstream press. Uh, it was it was disgusting. I mean, you could see I took a screenshot here if you're watching this. And within 90 minutes, you had all of them pushing this exact same narrative. And th the reason that I know about this strategy is because they've used it against us. They've used it against us multiple times. They've used it against me personally. So when I see it happening, I can't help but talk about this and and, and walk other people through this who don't know how these people operate. So to, to walk you through it, Joe Biden tweets, it sets the narrative. It sets the agenda for the mainstream media. The mainstream media picks up on that cue. And within an hour, they all have dozens and dozens of articles, all with the same narrative, all with the same talking points that were set by the Biden campaign, by the DNC right? What happens then 
his people start searching. So after the debate, they're watching reruns of the debate. Um, the news starts talking about the Proud Boys. So they're they're naturally going, what is this Proud Boys thing that all of these media outlets are talking about? I'm going to run a Google search for it. So when you run a Google search for it, what happens? Well, you see the uh, SPLC takes out a Google AdWords ad on the Proud Boys. And of course, it's a total smear piece. And it, it takes up the half of the front page of the search result for Proud Boys on Google. And then on the to the right of that, we have their Wikipedia smear page, which calls them a far-right neo-fascist organization that promotes political violence. And then we have all the top news stories from all of the Mockingbird demonic press that have just been published all at once directly below that. So th this is how big tech, the mainstream media, the DNC, and the Biden campaign work together, collude together to create and shape, uh, you know, this false narrative and to influence millions of people who are making these searches, who are seeing these news stories. Um, and, and, and this is how they do this. And this is, this is how they do this with everything, with everything. Think about this. There's been multiple studies that show that Google can have a tremendous impact on the outcome of elections and how people vote because they're going and searching for things like this and the only reality, quote unquote, that they're shown is the reality that the mainstream media, that the DNC, that the Biden campaign and the big tech who all have the same political views, who all share the same political objectives, want them to see. This is why it's so important that we stop using these big tech platforms, that we stop operating on the enemies turf, that we stop making our enemy money, that we stop giving our enemy data. Why are we doing this? These people are going full mask off. They're saying they want their political enemies, which is you and me, to be lined up against the wall and shot in a violent political revolution. Okay? They're now saying this in public. Why are you making these people money? Why are you giving them your data? Why are you giving them their, your time? It's madness. It's madness. So the solution is to build. It's always been the solution. That's what we've been doing here at Gap. There are others doing it as well in all tech. There will be others that will rise up and start building to escape this madness, to stop making these people money, to stop giving them our data, to stop giving them control over the conversation, over news, over the flow of information on the internet. This is an existential threat to the United States of America, to freedom, to liberty, to Christianity, to capitalism. Full stop. These people want us lined up against a wall and shot, okay? This is serious stuff. So every time you log into Facebook, every time you go and make a Google search, I want you to think about that. You're making people who want to line you up against a wall and shoot you if you disagree with them politically money, you're giving them your data, you're giving them your time. Seek out, there are alternatives, there's alternatives to Google, DuckDuckGo, alternative to Google. You don't need to depend on Google for searching for things, okay? There's alternatives, I mean Gab, Gab, the alternative to Facebook, to Twitter, uh, soon to YouTube when we launch Gab TV, right? There are others. You, you don't need to use these platforms. You don't need to keep making these people money. You don't need to uh, let them track you all across the internet and all across the real world. You have these apps on your phone. They're tracking everywhere you go. 
they have your mic on, they're listening to what you're saying. That's why that's why you see those ads. You know, you, you ever talk about something, you have your phone nearby, and then later on you're on Facebook or, or you're searching for something on Google and you see ads about something that you were just talking about, right? You know, you don't find that a little creepy. You don't think about, hey, how did that just happen? You got those apps on your phone. They're tracking everything you say, everything you do, every website you go to, every app you download. Why? Why are you allowing these people who literally want you dead and are saying this in public on Twitter to have all of your information, to make money off of your data, to make money off of your time, right? This should be a big wake-up call to a lot of people, and I hope it is. So that's what we got going on. And I wanted to start off this, this episode with the good news. And the good news, of course, is that Gab became much more resilient. We got our new servers here. I just took a little 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 screenshot of it here, not not anything crazy. Um, so that's the good news. And the bad news is is that the elites in Silicon Valley want you lined up against the wall and, and shot and killed if uh, they disagree with you politically, and they're saying this in public. And so that's the bad news. Uh, but the good news to that bad news is that we're building. You know, people people like us are building, right? And we're going to continue to do that. And and uh, what we've accomplished moving to our new infrastructure this week is a big step forward in not being dependent on big tech ever again, not being dependent on Silicon Valley ever again, not making money, uh, not giving data to people who want to line us up against the wall and shoot us because we disagree with them politically, right? So I hope this was informational. I hope this woke a lot of folks up. Share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this, uh, who needs to see how Big tech, the Biden campaign, the mainstream media, they all collude together. And this is just one example. This Proud Boys thing is one example. And their their agenda with this is to distract from the fact that actual domestic terrorists, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, are burning down the country. Okay, Proud Boys are not doing that. I'm sorry. They're not doing that. It's not that they're not. They're just not. And they're nowhere near as big as Black Lives Matter and as Antifa. They're nowhere near, anywhere near as well funded from the billionaire class who wants to see chaos destroy this country, right? this is what they're doing. And this is only one example. And they do this every single day, every single day. They do it to individual people. Of course they do it to the president. Um, but they also do it to groups that they, uh, that are a threat to their power or that are convenient, um, uh, diversions from, uh, you know, threats that are actually happening on the left, like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, domestic terrorist groups. So people need to see how, the, how they actually operate. I broke this down step by step to see how this actually worked. Biden campaign tweets about something. The media picks up on it. Uh, big tech jumps in and starts colluding. Um, and, and then you have, here's how they shape reality. Here's how they socially condition people through search results, through um, you know onslaught media campaigns with all the same talking points. Um, and then those those media campaigns, by the way, this is one thing that I left out, are then cited on the Wikipedia page as as objective truth. And that, that is, again, how they shape the reality even further, right? And how they socially condition people even further. So I hope this was helpful uh, to, to, to show how, you know, those, those, uh, those, are all, those guys are all working together to, to mold and shape and, and socially influence and socially condition people at, at mass scale. Stop making these people money, folks. Stop giving them your time. Stop giving them your data. If you want, oh, I have all my pictures on Facebook. Oh, I, I, I keep up with the grandkids on Facebook. Well, maybe you should uh, uh, tell your, your, your kids and your grandkids that they shouldn't be on Facebook. How about that? Uh, maybe you should export all of your data from your Facebook account, which is very easy to do. 
go in your Facebook account, export it all, download all your photos and everything, back them up on a physical hard drive, back them up uh, somewhere else, right? Don't give these people your data and especially your most intimate data. Why are you letting Facebook, the, the Silicon Valley elites or Google, these people who are out in public saying that they want to line us up against the wall and kill us in a political revolution, why would you want pictures of your grandkids trusted with these people? <laughs> why would you want your kids and your grandkids to be tracked all around by these people? I don't. I don't. And that's why that's why I started building Gap as an alternative. Right? So that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to speak freely.